Hey, thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast brought to you by Roman Media Productions. Hi, Kim. <laughs> Hi, Jen. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Good. I don't know why you said that in a southern accent. <laughs> I like it. I like this. You're not anywhere near from the south, but no. sometimes. I mean, a little. Sometimes. Really? Well, my grandma. Northern Cal? Oh, your grandma. Texas. Yeah, that's true. You so know, you can. I got it in me a yeah. little. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we wait for Raven Drummer, who I'm so excited oh, to God. talk to today. Me too. Yeah. She's going to be a wealth of information. Yeah. Yeah. Not only a casting director of Tyler Perry's studios, but creator of content, yeah. director, producer. Yeah. I mean, just. Yeah. And Atlanta, well, hearing about Atlanta. I'm, I mean, I'm so excited. Me too. Yeah. But tell me about you. What have you been. What have you been thinking about or what doing or musing on? Musing about? Yeah. Um, Your little L.A. life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's more like a feeling. Oh, okay. Yes. You've been so having some special feelings? I've been feelings. having some feelings about <laughs> life in general these days. <laughs> Tell me. I was, Tell me all your feelings. I, I went to the gym. Okay. And I got out of the gym and it was uh-huh. nighttime. Uh-huh. And I was... I was in my car and it was like, you know, finally warm after all these mm-hmm. rainy days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I rolled the windows down and I was driving down Wilshire and the palm trees were on either side of oh. me and the lights were on and it was calm. Because, you know, L.A. Yeah. has that sort of frenetic yeah. feel to it. Yeah. But then there's these moments where it's just where it's kind of just beautiful, beautiful and, and kind of quiet yeah. and still. And down Wilshire. Yeah, it's such a pretty yeah. drive. And I just thought... This is a really cool place. It is a really yeah, cool place. Like, this is kind of awesome. I know what you mean. I have those moments where you just kind of are taken aback by the by the kind of beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. That it's beautiful. Yeah, in its own yeah kind of strange way. In its own chaotic, yeah. crazy way. Because it feels like such a big city, and then yeah. you're like, wow, it's so it's so pretty and yeah. calm and. And, and magical and I love it. Kind of romantic and nice, yeah. you know. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, you like it. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you originally from? I am originally from New Jersey. However, I also grew up in upstate New York, so I don't know which one to claim. So we'll just say New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Um, and have you ever lived in Los Angeles? And if so, how for how long? I've actually never lived in Los Angeles, um, but I have worked a lot out of Los Angeles, and plenty of my friends ask, are asking me when I'm going to move. <laughs> <laughs> what was your initial impression of L.A. the first time you visited? I get it. I get, I get the hype of it. You know, I get, uh-huh. I get the, the, the water, the people. I, I get it. That was my first impression. I get it. I, get I it. like that. I get it. I love that. <laughs> If you had to sum LA up in one word, what would it be? Um, honestly, beautiful. That would be my. Aww. Yep, it is beautiful. Yeah, it's so pretty. I like that you said that. I love that. <laughs> That's cool. That kind of just made my day. It's fresh. <laughs> yeah. Raven is the creative force behind many exciting ventures, one of which being that she is the talented casting director of Tyler Perry Studios, casting such shows as The Family That Prays, The Haves and The Have-Nots, Meet the Browns, and so many more. We are so excited to have Raven yeah, Drummer here today with us. Really? Raven, welcome. Yeah, Raven, thank thanks you. so much for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. I yeah, really- we're thrilled. And I, I, I kind of lied when I said thanks so much for being here because we're actually on the phone with Raven because yes. she uh, 
lives in works out of Atlanta, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just I'm like, for somewhere else. No, I knew it was Atlanta. Just making yeah. sure. Um, so I'd love to start just um, with what Camille mentioned in the intro about, um, you know, you, you working at Tyler Perry Studios and just hear kind of the background of how you, how that came to be. Will you tell us a little about that? Um, sure. Yeah, I was a um, theater major in college and had no idea what I was going to do um, with my major post-college. And I found out about an internship. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'll spend the summer in Atlanta, you know, doing an internship at Tyler Perry Studios. I got the internship. And this June will actually make my 12th year of working. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 12th year of being in Atlanta. So it really started off from finding out about an internship from someone that I knew um, from my church years ago. Um, and I've never left. <laughs> I've been here ever since. You know, we we talk about that so often, how important internships are to even just get your foot in the door Yeah, to begin. Yeah, and good for you for, for finding the right internship. Oh, my God. Tyler Perry. I mean, you really Damn. just hit the bullseye right there. Good, good yes. girl. Wow. And yeah, when we started, we were doing the, um, like the first season of House of Pain. So it was a good time to come in, um, to come in before things really started to grow. So it was priceless. I love that. I, I'd love to ask you if it's not too too personal of a question just for people listening that might be wondering this. And if it is too personal, we'll just cut it out. And you'll never hear it. Um, but if it was a paid internship, because I think sometimes people, you know, wonder, should I should I take jobs for free? Or, you know, what was your feeling about that? Or what was that? What was that like? Gotcha. Um, no, it was not paid. Mm. Um, and I knew that going in. Um, and so it allows me to one kind of prepare for that. But I also and this was also like, before this whole, you know, shift in how internships are, um, are being handled. Um, I, I do feel like for me, it was invaluable. For mm -hmm. me, it was invaluable to just be able to sit and and watch and learn and I always say you know it may not be the formal internship of like you know 20 hours a week but if you can at least just give one day of your time that is going to be so helpful um for anybody just like looking to break into the industry in any way so yeah yeah what was something that stood out to you in the internship kind of right away that you noticed that was something um, um, I would say, like, I was surprised that I got a chance to work. Like, I started off working with producers. Mm -hmm. um, so I was, like, the internship, internship producers and how I was able to um, really just kind of, like, be – it felt like I was, like, right there in the midst of everything. I really do feel like I had – I didn't realize, like, how much I did not know <laughs> about the yeah. internship. And the whole format was like, we're just going to throw you in and then like, you'll learn. And that's kind of how it felt. And, you know, it wasn't like I was doing like super sophisticated work. It was, you know, it was coffees and, and lunches and things like that. But just being able to like be in a table read um, or read the new script or like, you know, um, the cut sides, things like that, like those things, you know, I, I still do them today. And because I had that, you know, it, it helps me what I do 12 years later. Yeah. I love so much that you had the humility to take 
an unpaid internship. You know, I think, I think so, so many of us feel like, I don't know, it's, it's somehow beneath us or we're not valuing, you know, our, our worth or something, but, but you're so right. It's what you learn. And I also love that you use the phrase that you didn't know what you didn't know. You know, that's, that's kind of a theme we hear from a lot of people. Um, is that you, you have to kind of learn what you don't know, you know, yeah, <laughs> when you sure. first start out. For sure, definitely. Yeah. And be open to it. But, you know, what I think, it's, it's, it's interesting because, like, getting to read about kind of who you are and one of the things I was excited about to talk to you today is that you are a creator in your own right. And for you to match up with Tyler Perry like that, because that's, I mean, that's a big part of what, he does, you know, that's, he creates his own, his own form of um, show that is so unique. Yeah, he stays true to his he own voice. He stays very true to his own voice. Was mm-hmm. that something that drew you to him as well? Or was it just sort of happenstance that this is the one that happened to align with what you oh. were looking for? You know, what's so crazy <laughs> is that I actually, when I was a freshman in college, I had just watched his first film that had come out. I think it was like Die of a Mad Black Woman. And mm-hmm. I, yeah. in my journal, I wrote, I'm going to work for Tyler Perry Studios. No. Like, Studios. Yes. And I <laughs> forgot that I wrote it. I completely <gasps> forgot that I wrote it. And then like, wow. later, I just happened to be like reading that old journal. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I wrote this. Like I literally talk, talk about manifesting and law of attraction. I'm like, I literally, I literally wrote this down four years ago and here I am. And, um, and you're right. Like it is, it is incredibly inspiring to, you know, like whenever we're on the premises and on set, just to be able to like see, you know, I started 12 years ago before we have the studio space that they have now and to see how it went from one building to like, you know, 12 sound stages and to see, you know, how he works as an artist. It's, it's incredible. So, yeah. Wow. What, what, what do you find and what, can you give us a specific of what you find so inspiring about it? I think that um, I think what's so interesting is like we don't operate in the way that like traditional Hollywood does, and it's inspiring because as a content creator and director, I think we get so used to like okay, you know what? Like I need someone else to validate me. I need someone else to say yes. I need someone to say like, you're good. You know, I need someone to say like, yes, I give you permission to go be a director, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And I think what's so inspiring is that, you know, I feel like I I work within a culture where it's like, you know, like do it yourself. Like get your own training, write your own projects, mess up, put something out and don't feel like you have to wait for someone else to give you the green light just to go on your own dream. So that is a, that's a constant for me and a constant that, you know, as I do, you know, as I cast and do other things that I'm always thinking like, you know, like Raven, what are you going to create and produce? And don't feel like you have to wait for anybody um, to validate your talent. Oh, I know. I know. I just kind of like took a, took a deep, my first deep breath of the day just kind of happened. Yeah. That's so great. I think that's such a great lesson just for life too. You know, not, not to wait around for other people to give us, permission for anything well right yeah but I what I also yes yes absolutely Jen (laughs) but what I love too what you're saying Raven which is so cool and is clearly a theme in your own life of just beginning is one you have to start somewhere 
And usually where you start is not where you envision ending up, you know, but I think so many people have that big dream, sometimes almost to the detriment of even just beginning, because it's almost hard to even imagine. And, And like for you to talk about your own sort of path into kind of going into this internship, writing it in your journal, and then getting to watch Tyler (laughs) Perry's expansion too, is what a phenomenal kind of experience and and view of of how it can work in this industry. It's great. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd love to hear a little about how you approach casting and, and just sort of, you know, what you look for, what stands out to you. You know, many actors who are who are listening to this are probably wondering, you know, and are always wondering kind of that question of what, you know, what do these casting directors want from me and what, how can I stand out in their eyes? And um, cause obviously, you know, it feels like there's so many of us, what, what stands out to you? What are you looking for? Right. Well, I am, I am definitely an actor's casting director. And I say that because like I come from, theater so I'm a sucker for a great performance so um, I always say like I know it's a good audition when I feel like an audience member instead of like someone who's supposed to be judging and critiquing Um, so when it comes to what I'm looking for like I'm a very performance first girl (laughs) you know like I want to see somebody who is connected and honest and and it doesn't it doesn't feel like a burden (laughs) I think so many times we're in auditions and it feels like oh gosh like the nerves the the place the the lines am I gonna forget you know am I gonna mess up the the dialogue so there's so many times where the energy from actors feel like a burden whereas you have those couple of actors where they come in and it just feels like freedom and it feels like they're just doing what they're love what they love and even if they make you know a a right choice or a not so right choice like it just feels like there's a freedom in their performance and and that's what I'm looking for because I know that on set that they're going to be able to give more than what the director has asked so freedom for sure (laughs) I love that I love that so much and I I I would love to take that a step further and ask you and I don't know maybe this is a hard question but like I wonder where that freedom comes from you know like one one person that we asked Tom Papa I remember we asked this question about auditioning and he said confidence Mm -hmm. you know I wonder if the freedom comes from the confidence that you because I'm thinking like also like people listening might think well how do I get that freedom I want to have that freedom how how do I how do I kind of tap into that I I don't know yeah I think it comes from a couple of different things uh confidence is definitely it I was in a um and a callback recently for a different, nothing Tyler Perry Studios related, but um, I'll just never forget the executives. There were so many people that weren't like the strongest person in the room, but they were like, oh my gosh, but their essence, the confidence that they mm-hmm. had. And I'm like, it's amazing, you know, how like, mm-hmm. you know, like it, does, it wasn't their performance that like got them noticed. It was the essence that they had in the room. I think understanding that like auditioning is the job and it's just another opportunity to act, which is what you signed up for, you know? Mm-hmm. So instead of treating the audition like it's this big thing that it's going to tell you if you're like a good actor or not a good actor or right for the role, like it literally is just like as if you, you know, prepared for six weeks to do something on stage and audition is the same thing that you may have prepared for one or two days just to do in a small room. It's the same 
it's the same performance. Um, so I think understanding, like I, I always look at an, at, a, at an audition like a playroom. Like, you know, it's an opportunity for you to still have discoveries and still have moments and still perform, which is, you know, which is what you do as an actor. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so make it a, so think of it more so as I'm going to this, I have a performance today. today yeah. I have a performance. And try to forget about the and outcome. And try to forget. Yeah. And take, yeah. almost take the word audition off of it. Yeah. And, yeah, and the people in the room, like you would be the audience member. Yeah. I, I like that I like that too. Do you, do you think that there, cause you, I, you work across so many different mediums, you know, theater, TV, and film. Do you look for something specific in an actor when they're auditioning for those separate mediums? Like theater, is that kind of one sort of audition you're looking for or film or TV, or is it just kind of what you're talking about where it's, what is this performance and is it true? And is it moving me? And am I in it? Um, definitely, you know, I'm, I'm looking for across the board, like, is it true? And is it moving me? Um, I would say for television, I'm looking for that. And I'm also looking to see, like, if it is, like, if it's a show that's already been established, um, it's already on the air, um, I'm looking to see if the actor understands also the genre or the style of the show mm-hmm. now we say like the comedy of the office is like different from the comedy of like a show like king of queens you know mm-hmm. so i'm looking to see if they understand where like the energy of the show is and if they can match that um so um so that's a little bit how it's different for television film it's pretty much pretty much as long as it's in in line with what the director writer and the script dictates and then for theater, I would say, um, you know, honestly, for theater with us, I'm always looking for singers. So I'm like, if you could sing, great. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, but when it comes to theater, I would say it's the same thing. I think with theater, there's something very interesting about how an actor commands space. Um, that it's just kind of, it's just kind of one of those things that I am aware of um, that I think is, you know, can be important to a theater audition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's a great answer. Yeah, I like that. I like it because I think so many people, I always think of it as people feel like they're kind of jumping off of a cliff without a parachute, you know, when they're walking mm-hmm. into that audition, like they have, they have some idea of what the preparation entails. But what you're saying is so specific. I mean, even for TV to just, just understand the genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that just, I mean, already yeah. that's informing, you know, half of your choices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I auditioned years ago for Gilmore Girls, and I went in and it's, you know, it's now everybody knows this and Lauren Graham has written a book called Talking As Fast As I Can. But they <laughs> said to me when I went into the audition, you know, do this twice as fast as you would do a normal audition yeah. because that's the style of the show. So to know that, um, you know, I think Aaron Sorkin is that way too. Like, yeah, you write, you, I was just going to say yeah, on the flip side, you had I had sing, an audition yeah. with the newsroom and I yeah. failed it miserably because, because you didn't I didn't know. I yeah. didn't understand how important the genre was. Yeah, so was. do your research, I guess, is the is the sort of um, lesson in that. I'd love to ask you something a little off topic to what we're talking about, um, which is just um, just kind of about Atlanta mm-hmm. and how how the shows work there. Because you know, I think, and I, I'm sure you're 
completely aware of this. It's a big, big conversation amongst LA actors yeah. of whether or not they should go to Atlanta. And, you know, do you live there so that you, you know, the way many people say it is I get to be a, you know, big fish in a small sea, which it's not such a small sea anymore now. You guys have a lot yeah. of stuff happening there. Um, or, you know, do you, so I guess my, I guess my question is, how much stuff do you cast out of LA and how much stuff has to be in Atlanta and kind of how does that, are there rules and sort of how does that work? That's actually a a really good question. Um, I would say that um, Atlanta has definitely changed a lot in like the 12 years that I've been working and casting out here and someone described it. They're like, Atlanta's like in puberty. Like we're trying to figure ourselves out. (laughs) You know, we've we've gotten some places, but we're still trying to figure some things out. Um, I will say when it comes to casting, I, every project that I've worked on, and that's been projects that have been related to Tyler Perry Studios and those that have not, um, we have, like, especially with, like, the larger roles, we have actually auditioned in Los Angeles and L.A., and what I mean by that is, like, we'll have an L.A. casting director that does, you know, certain roles, and an Atlanta casting director that also does certain roles, but a lot of them, um, especially the larger roles, are kind of shared, and, like, like, whoever you know, whatever actor in whatever market wins, wins the role. Um, I, I, so I will say, like, I do, I feel like I've been seeing probably in the last, like, three to four years more um, series regular lead roles opening up for Atlanta-based actors. I will say, I said in, like, 2016, I think everybody's New Year's resolution was, to, like, move to Atlanta, who was an actor. <laughs> so <laughs> true. Oh, my God. It just felt like every single week it was just a flood of actors from other markets. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the harder things about Atlanta is that you know, like you can go into LA and turn any corner and find information about an acting class or a workshop or a showcase or headshots or, you know, anything. Yeah. Atlanta, you have to do a little more digging. It's harder to find your tribe. It's harder to find like where to live and where to go and where the actors are because it's not as, you know, it's the whole, the, whole, the city wasn't formed on the entertainment industry. Right. Um, but I do see like different things and, and programs and things like popping up that are catering more to actors that are here for sure. Right. Are you looking when these actors come uh to your market? Do they, I mean, do you actors reach out to you? Are you open to that? Are you, do you, do you look for new talent? You know, how important are credits for you? Or is it really just this person looks interesting for this role and I want to see what they can do? Um, uh, both. I honestly, I do, I do probably get, I say probably about two to three emails a day from some, an actor who's just emailing just to say like, Hey, I just want to be on your radar. If, anything pops up that I may be right for. Um, And when it comes to actors that are uh, not based in Atlanta or moving to Atlanta, I do get those emails uh, a lot. Um, For me, I'm actually fine with that. Um, I'll just say like, welcome to Atlanta. You know, we have anything Mm -hmm. that comes up, I'll let you know how to, how to submit for our projects. Um, I'm also a casting director that I actually do like for agents to pitch me uh, talent. Um, so I've, you know, had a conversation with agents to say, Hey, like, if you have any people that like have recently moved to the Atlanta area, 
please let me know um, because we do like we want to find fresh faces we want to find new talent um, and I want to not feel like I'm auditioning the same people you know yeah. so, um, so I, I find it helpful to when people do let me know like I can't guarantee that at that moment we'll have something that you'll be right for but um, I do find it helpful for sure that's that's really good to know and on that same note if how often do you cast off of tape mm. and when you are casting off of tape for say small parts in films or guest star co-star is it usually as a local hire in other words does does the actor typically fly him or herself herself in and put put themselves up good question um when it comes to how often we caught we cast off of tapes um I, to be perfectly honest, like, I actually do prefer to see actors in person, but I know that um, also the way in which we film, I actually, we, we don't have a ton of prep time, so I actually have to see people on tape, Yeah, if I see people in person, I'm not going to have enough time when it comes to casting, so I'd say percentage-wise, it's probably about 60% on tape and mm -hmm. 40% in person. Um, and that may vary for, you know, if one project has more time, but I'd say that's probably about average. Mm -hmm. um, um, and when it comes to like the co-star roles, the smaller roles, um, we do cast majority of those roles locally. However, um, however, that you never know. Like, I would say, like, for me, like, it's also been kind of random. Like, first, you know, for example, like, there's certain, um, like, categories of actors, whether it be, like, based on ethnicity or race, that we don't have, like, a huge population of in the Atlanta area. So it Got may it. be a star, co-star role, but we need to find some more people. So we'll have to kind of stretch our nets and, and cast outside of the, our Atlanta area. Got it. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's that is, helpful. That's awesome. Um, before we finish, I really want to ask you about two things. Yeah. One is the Paul Robeson Theater Company that, or the, I'm sorry, the Paul Robeson Players that yeah. you founded at your university to tell African American stories. Um, that's awesome. I know. Did you do that <laughs> I, in, in school? In school at the University wow. of Virginia, right? Yes, yes. Oh um, my that's God. Incredible. I, I, I'm so glad. I, I don't even remember college, much less <laughs> did I start a theater company. <laughs> and, and you know, just so you know, like it was actually started years. It was started years before me, but it had been deactivated, and so I, I kind of restarted it when I was. That's um, incredible. Um, and uh, Sean Patrick Thomas actually went to my school, and he's the one who was a part of it like years and years ago. Wow. Um, I did it because you know. I find I, I had a director in college who said, you know, like, especially as an African-American woman, she's like, we have a responsibility to expand the canon of work about African-American lives. And, you know, as a college student, you kind of feel like, well, what, what, what can I do? Like, what, what shows can I direct and act in that are going to be similar to my life and my experiences? So I started it to be able to that work that was on the line of what's you know what you know the love my life so mm -hmm. that's great I think what you're I'm sorry you said it was your director was it a yeah. professor as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I did a, a a play um and she was a professor and also the director of our play 
Yeah, I mean, but what she's saying is so correct. I mean, I really think that that's why we are doing, why why most people come into this art form is to tell stories. Yeah. And what a, an amazing thing to say to you that as a, you know, as an African-American woman, you have this responsibility to move forward and to bring more stories, which you know, you already did in college and then you went into this path of casting director and, and you're also creating and, and producing a web series called Good Girls, yeah. which is also incredible. Um, so, you know, wh- I know we have to wrap up, but I'd love to hear very quickly what prompted you to then create your own web series. Um, and I would say similar, that same uh, quote was kind of in my mind. And then I work at, you know, Tyler Perry Studios, which is all about, you know, someone who created this incredible studio based on, you know, his own projects. Um, with Good Girls, short form content, I started it a couple of years ago, and short form content had really started to, to take off. And um, I was just having a lot of like, you know, Gmail, Gchat conversations with my friends. And I just felt like there was something in there. And so I ended up initially wrote like 30 episodes, 30 short form, like, you know, five to six page episodes for it. And realized like I did not have enough money to to, to film and actually produce 30 episodes. <laughs> so I, uh, I decided to take five and do that. And just, you know, it was my first real big leap into, you know, content creating and producing and and all of it and it's been just such a blessing and then like and then NBC created a show called Good Girls (laughs) Um, and it films in Atlanta but um but I will say but ours ours was first (laughs) but uh, but it was just it was so needed for me in my artistic journey and sometimes it's helpful to kind of get uncomfortable again you know being that I've done casting for so long you know, I feel like I got it versus when you do your content creating, it's a muscle that I definitely haven't worked as much as casting. So, yeah. I love that. I love I, where I, it's, I'm, for me, I'm going to end on the note. Sometimes it's important to get uncomfortable again. That's a, that's a great, somebody else said that in a podcast. I think it was Connie Britton, like the, 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 uh, the, not the, what word am I looking for? Like the advantages of being uncomfortable, you know, yeah. of, of being okay with being uncomfortable. I think that's such a great, uh, as a person who doesn't ever like to be uncomfortable <laughs> in any way, <laughs> um, I think that's a really great, great note to think about. Yeah. And also just to think about the fact that there is this form that we kind of exist in as Mm -hmm. artists. Like there's this business, like you're talking about Raven, where it's like you're the casting director and you understand this, but then you also have the responsibility to tell a story. And Mm -hmm. what is the story that you're going to tell? And it usually comes from your own background and who Mm -hmm. you are. And we have so much opportunity now to actually do that and create Mm -hmm. that. And you're doing it. So how inspiring. I know it really is inspiring. Um, if you don't mind, we'd love to end with what we always end with, which is asking you if you could uh, think of or share with us an LAism, which is something that you have found to be unique about LA in your oh, time. Um, <laughs> every time I've been, well, like the last couple of times I've gone to LA recently, it's been like torrential rain. Um, <laughs> I'd say, like, rain is a really big deal for you guys. <laughs> that would be my LA is a fever. It's a lot in 
Atlanta, but when I was there, it was like a really, it was a big deal. <laughs> it is a huge deal. It is. It cracks oh me up. People don't know what to do. People stay in. It's like oh, a I, snow I totally, I make a fire and make chili. <laughs> Like there's a blizzard. Exactly. exactly. I try to not go out. I try to stay home for the day. Oh my God. It's a big deal for us. That's a perfect LAism. Raven, thank you so much. This is, this has been great. Just, just really, you are, you are filled with insight and knowledge and And inspiration. inspiration. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast. We know you have big actor dreams and we really want to help you. For more insider tips on the LA film and TV industry, go to ispeakla.com and subscribe today. And of course, look for us at all the regular places, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you next time.